Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life. Hi and a very warm welcome from me, your host, Phil Parker, to this episode 86 of Essential Skills of NLP. And today I'd like to talk to you about something that came across my desk last week when I was invited to talk to some budding entrepreneurs and startup guys in London. And I thought, well, what do I talk about? What would be the most interesting thing? And having worked with entrepreneurs for a long time, the thing that I often find the biggest problem that they face is they are usually massive dreamers. They have visions. They get on with stuff. They're very thinking about how the world could be different. And this creates a couple of problems. The first problem is they tend to surround themselves, as we all do, uh, with people that we kind of like. Uh, you know, this whole idea in NLP of rapport, the whole idea we have mirror neurons, we hang out with people that we feel connected with. So very often they'll create their first team and that team is likely to be formed of people very much like them. People that they get on with, people they have a lot in common with. And you might think that's a great thing, have a team of people moving forwards in the same way. But this can create a problem. Very often, all these people will be facing in one direction, seeing the opportunities, and they will have blind spots for certain other ways of being, ways of looking at things, or behaviours. They just don't see a missing. Eventually, they'll realise the blind spots, hopefully, and then they'll employ people to cover the things they don't really want to do. So very often people who are entrepreneurs are not that interested in admin, uh, not that interested in health and safety, all those kind of tasks, not really their thing. So they need to get someone to do it. However, the person who probably is employed to do that is not the same kind of person as your entrepreneur. They think about the world in very different ways. And that's a good thing. It's good to have that balance, but then what you have is two different people speaking very, very different languages. It's also the same when you go to look at investors if you're an entrepreneur. The entrepreneur will be looking for one thing, but an investor will probably be looking at risk, about costs, about how well this is going to work, as well as the opportunities. So again, language can be very interesting, how people speak differently because they come from very different worlds and think about the world in very different ways. Part of this comes from the idea of metaprograms, which we've covered in some of the paid parts of the podcast. But I'll just cover it a little bit now. One of the metaprograms is how we approach things. So there's two classes. There's people who are what we would call options, which means they are looking at opportunities. They're looking at where this is going, what could occur. They're quite creative in their future orientation. This contrasts with the other set of people, the other class of people, who are what's called procedural. They prefer to have a sense of everything being in order, all the boxes being ticked, one thing following another, and having a structured approach to work and life. And if you've been around the world, you've probably seen this, where those two people come together and they just don't speak the same language. So, for example, you're entrepreneur will say hey we've got this great idea let's just put it out there and see what happens i was talking to somebody the other day who's in the in in the public services and very interested in research and as i said those words she almost visibly crumbled with 
disgust at such a loosely expressed idea. So your entrepreneurs will be talking about, you know, we could just put it out there and see what happens, see where the balls land. Uh, let's take a punt on this. Uh, yeah, I know the research is, but I've got a good feeling about this. Your procedural people will hear this and be astonished that anybody could could think in that way. And they'll start to explain why that won't work. And then you get this really interesting conflict between the people who are options-based, who see the procedural people as being lame, um, over-mature, over-analyzing, restrictive, breaking, stopping things from flourishing, being too over-concerned. And the procedural people being astonished by the lack of care, the madness, the thoughtlessness that seems to be going on in the options corner. And so when they try and create a solution for something, you often get a stalemate between the options people creating ideas and the procedural people not wanting to hear the ideas because they want to have a structure. So what's the solution? Well, the solution is to listen, to really listen to people, to spend some time giving them your attention. Now, Virginia Satir says this, most important thing you can give someone is your full and complete attention. Listening to someone, instead of dismissing their, their way of thinking because it doesn't fit with how you think, is a really good starting point. You'll be able to hear things you've never heard before. The second thing is to listen to their words. The kind of words that people use are really, really interesting. There's a study recently on eBay, the words that people used in eBay. And they found that if you sell a watch and you call it a man's watch, it will go for half the price as if you describe it as a gent's watch. If you describe something as being genuine, it will not be as valuable as if it's authentic. So little tiny tweaks in words seem to make a huge difference. If you're somebody who's creative and options-based and you want to talk to somebody who's much more procedural, listen to their language. When you seem to be in friction and in conflict, check out what they're saying. The chances are that we're talking in words and language you don't get, you don't understand, or sounds boring to you. If you want to bring them on, to bring them along on the journey, you need to change your language. So if you have a great idea that's loosely formed, you don't tell them that. Instead, you say, you know, we've sat down and we've thought piece by piece and step by step, and we've come up with what seems to be a really well-researched solution that we're going to check out as we move it forwards. We're going to check in with it. We're going to get your input on this. Now, if you say that compared to, I've got this idea, we're just going with it, then you'll actually have your procedural people on board because their concerns have been addressed, you're speaking their language. Equally, if you're somebody who's more of procedural bent and you're talking to somebody who's creative, there's no point in saying to them, you need to sit down and read this 37-page manual and tick this box. They won't do it. Instead, you have to make it fascinating for them. Say, oh, I wonder what you might find that nobody else has seen by looking at this information. And come back to me with some different ideas and different ways we can present this in the future. Then they'll do it. So we can see by thinking and listening to people, we can understand them better. And the final point is to be authentic, to be genuine. Don't just say this in order to manipulate or move people. Do it because you really want to bring people along. You want to explain your message in a way they get, in the way they understand. So it's not about trickery or manipulation. It's about how can I convey this brilliant idea so that person gets it, so it fits with how they see the world 
and they can be brought along too. So the final thing I talked about was Adam Grant, who I've talked about before, and the work he did with givers and takers. And he found that in the top companies, the highest paid, most successful CEOs are not the people who are the takers, they're the people who are the givers. They're more represented in the top echelons of business. People who give, people who give their time, people who are thoughtful to other people. And this very much links to this idea of instead of going from your worldview of how things are, take a moment to listen to other people. doesn't mean to say you have to change your worldview, but think about how you can both live in the same world. As you go around your week having listened to this podcast, check out who's speaking your language, who you find you fit with really well, and who you find most difficult. Send me an email, ask me some questions in the next podcast, I'll answer them. So who is it that seems to be operating in a different way, and what do you need to do in order to get your message across in a way they can easily understand? Because after all, it's bound to make life much easier, isn't it? If you like these podcast series, then I think you'd really love finding out more about how we can work together. Best things you can do, get hold of the other podcasts on iTunes or get some of my extraordinary books, which as I say, if you like these podcasts, they're very, very similar, life-changing, fascinating ways of looking at the world. And the ultimate thing you could do, hey, come and train with me. I'd love to meet you in person. Let us know. Drop us an email, phil at philparker.org or go to the website, philparker.org. Sign up for the newsletters. There you'll get instant access to some of my latest audio downloads. And those downloads contain the latest research, techniques and tools to change your life and improve your health. So just register to get those right now. And I look forward to hanging out with you in person in the very near future. You take care now. Essential NLP. Practical skills for a great life.